Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, the last chapter was very long, so I didn't um, go into something I wanted to talk about briefly, but it's the family of King David. I mentioned previously that um, uh, Joab and Abishai were David's nephews. They were the children of David's sister, Zeruiah. And so Joab and Abishai were major players in the life of David. The two of them killed Abner, who was Saul's um, first cousin and Saul's general, and he had become the general of Saul's son, Ishbosheth. And so a lot of lot of palace intrigue with family members being involved in the kingdom, both for Saul and for David. But David had a, another sister, and so the three men, Joab, Abishai, and Asahel, were the sons of his sister, Zeruiah. But he had another sister named Abigail. Abigail had a son named Amasa. Later in David's life, uh, David's son, Absalom, is going to make Amasa the captain of the host, the captain of the armies of Israel. And once again, Joab is going to take it on himself to murder uh, this other man, Amasa, who was Joab's first cousin and David's nephew, just like Joab was. And so a lot of murder and intrigue going on in the life of, um, of the kingdom of Israel at this point in time. There's much more um, wickedness. I won't go into all of it right now, except to say this. Uh, David's um, family was um, both a blessing and a curse to him in the course of his lifetime. And, of course, later on, we're going to talk about his his son, Absalom, who rebelled against him, and uh, his other son, Amnon, who raped one of his daughters. And so uh, a lot of um, a lot of difficult things came out of the life of David concerning his family. And in a similar way, the, the life of Saul was not... Um, uh, spotless and without intrigue in his family as well. So now let's go to the uh, the next chapter. And once again, sadly, there's a murder and some more palace intrigue involved. So 2 Samuel chapter 4. When Ishbosheth, son of Saul, heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost courage and all Israel became alarmed. Now Saul's son had two men who were leaders of raiding bands. One was named Bena and the other Rechab. They were sons of Rimon the Barathite from the tribe of Benjamin. Baroth is considered part of Benjamin because the people of Baroth fled to Gitaim and have resided there as foreigners to this day. Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled, but as she hurried to leave, he fell and became disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. Now, Rechab and Bana, the sons of Ramon, the Barathite, set out for the house of Ishbosheth, and they arrived there in the heat of the day while he was taking his noonday rest. They went into the inner part of the house as if to get some wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Bana slipped away. They had gone into the house while he was lying on the bed in his bedroom. 
After they stabbed and killed him, they cut off his head. Taking it with them, they traveled all night by way of the Arabah. They brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron, and they said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, your enemy, who tried to kill you. This day the Lord has avenged my lord, the king, against Saul and against his offspring. David answered Rechab and his brother Bena, the sons of Rimon the Barathite, As surely as the Lord lives, who has delivered me out of every trouble, when someone told me Saul is dead and thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and put him to death in Ziklag. That was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more when wicked men have killed an innocent man in his own house and on his own bed? Should I not now demand his blood from your hand and rid the earth of you? So David gave an order to his men, and they killed them. They cut off their hands and feet and hung the bodies by the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in Abner's tomb at Hebron. And so sadly, once again, a very bloody chapter. Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, heard that Abner had died, and uh, the Bible says he lost courage, and all of Israel was alarmed. This was a time of uh, political instability. And um, in some respects, we live in times of political instability in the United States, as I record these words. But uh, Israel was all alarmed now. They didn't know what was going to happen after the death of Abner. And so these two men are introduced, uh, Rechab and Bena. And then um, we'll come back to them. But there's an insertion here concerning another son or grandson of Saul and a son of Jonathan. Verse 4. Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. Now, the news, of course, was about their, their death. And so his nurse picked him up and fled when she heard about the death of Saul and Jonathan. But because she was hurrying, um, he fell and became injured and disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. Now, Mephibosheth sounds a lot like Ishbosheth. If you're not um, careful, but this is a this is a separate man. This is Jonathan's son, uh, not Saul's son. So Saul's son is Ishbosheth. Jonathan's son is Mephibosheth. So verse five. Now Rechab and Bena, the sons of Rimon, set out for the house of Ishbosheth, and so they arrived there and they went into the house pretending to go get some food, and then they stabbed him to death. They uh, they killed him. And they cut off his head while he was lying on his bed in his own bedroom taking a nap. And so they took the head with them. They traveled all night to David at um, Hebron. And they thought, hey, this is going to be great. David's going to really be happy with us and probably make us um, you know, major generals in his army. But they said to the king, here is the head of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, your enemy who tried to kill you. This day the Lord has avenged my lord, the king, against Saul and his offspring. And so they're, they got the smiles on their faces. They're holding the, the head of this dead man who had been over all the rest of Israel. And David wasn't pleased. He wasn't pleased about the gift of the head. He wasn't pleased with these two men or the murder. And so, verse 9, David answered Rechab and his brother Bana, As surely as the Lord lives, who has delivered me out of every trouble, When someone told me Saul is dead and thought he was bringing good news, I seized him 
and put him to death in Ziklag. That was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more when wicked men have killed an innocent man in his own house and on his own bed, should I not now demand his blood from your hand and rid the earth of you? So David gave an order to his men, and they killed them. They cut off their hands and feet and hung their bodies by the pool at Hebron. And so let me just make a, a, a comment on that. They cut off their hands and feet. That was probably the method of their execution. They hung them up, cut off their hands and feet, and let them bleed out. Uh, this was a um, uh, slow, painful way to go. But uh, David was disgusted with them and made a public example out of them. And then he says, the, the chapter finishes with, but they took the head of Ishbosheth and they buried it in Abner's tomb. And I think that's interesting, friends. Uh, Abner was the general under Saul. Abner was Ishbosheth's uh, general. You may recall that Abner got ticked off at Ishbosheth over the matter of a concubine that um, he was accused of taking, Saul's concubine he, he supposedly took, and he may have. But at the end, Ishbosheth wasn't buried in Saul's tomb. He was buried in Abner's tomb. I just find that interesting. And so even in death, the two men were linked. Lord, um, we recognize that David took no pleasure in the, the death of this man, Ishbosheth. And Lord, your word says that you take no, no pleasure in the death of, of evil people. It, um, it doesn't please you when evil people die in their wickedness. Lord, you desire that all would repent and come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord, if anyone is listening that is estranged from you today, Lord, may they come to an awareness that you're a good God, forgiving God. But Lord, repentance is part of the, the requirements. You said if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us. So Lord, give us grace now to confess our sins and and uh, ask, Lord, for forgiveness. And Lord, let it be legitimate repentance where we turn and not just confess and continue with wickedness, but turn away from the sin, Lord, and turn towards you in righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.